Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon. I'm your host and your guide. And as you know, all my favorite listeners, my job is to help you see, feel, and think in new ways so that you don't get stuck on the brink. I want you to soar. So I have with me today, Cass McCrory. Now, I was on Cass's wonderful podcast. She'll tell you about it. But I really was intrigued by her own journey and what she's helping women do today. So we're going to talk about values and personal branding, but also about anything she'd like. But she's a real guru in the social media world for women and business to business. And she adds a fresh perspective for the real business of women. And so without further ado, Cass, thank you for joining me. Andy, it's such a pleasure. I'm glad to be here today. It's going to be such fun. Tell the listeners your story. Remember, we're storytellers. And I think what's really important is to be able to share who you are and how you came along this journey. So please. Thanks, Andy. Um, My name is Cass McCrory. I am a marketing strategist. I am a mom. I am a wife. I own my own business. I support enterprise executives largely around how they show up, both in their work, online, and at home. All of it's interconnected. Um, Most of my work is helping women show up the way they want to show up and lead fulfilling lives. That's, That's the crux of all of it, right? I've been doing this work for, gosh, about 20 years now, which is crazy to think about, just shy of 20 years. It's funny. My company's 20 years old. There's something that must have happened that we all pushed off. It's sort of funny. And over those 20 years, what have you learned? Oh, I've learned that when we show up with intention and a desired outcome that we will get there and that it will not happen the way that we thought it would, or maybe even the way that we wanted it to, but it will be better. And as long as I have my destination in mind and I have an intention of how I want it to go, it's going to go just fine. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. So wherever you are now may have been intentional or not, or may have been a maze way to get here. Um, Can you share with the listeners a little bit about how you got to here? And that sometimes helps them. Absolutely. I started in a call center. My first job out of college was in a call center and I was given a script and it was terrible. It was a terrible script. And I said, I'm not going to say this. This is terrible. No, no technology officer is going to want to talk to me if this is what I'm saying. So I redid it. And in the first hour of me redoing the script, I completed the five leads that my team of three people needed to complete in a week. Oh my. And this was not desired outcome within the call center floor. Oh, you're kidding. They did not like rogue agents. I was taken off the floor. I was given a talking to, and then they moved me to a completely different building where I got to work for the project management office. And they turned out... Killer, how wild. (laughs) Yep. Turned out they ended up using my script that I wrote and completely transformed the business for this uh, particular piece of work that they did. And I got to be in the realm of consulting and project management. And that shifted everything for me because I got to see project work and work with clients. I traveled for that job and it just lit me up in a way that I didn't anticipate that I could be lit up professionally. (laughs) And every shift that I've made from there to this journey here, where I find myself as an entrepreneur, but still supporting executives that are in consulting roles, you know, it's been a winding road, but it's all made sense in hindsight. I think that's the thing. As I was making move to move to move, I was like, 
I don't know that this is going to make sense, but it feels right. Yes. In hindsight, I can see how it was exactly right. What's so interesting listening to you is that women, and I've been doing a lot of work for my book, and we'll talk about that later, but um, their stories like yours aren't a destination story. They're a journey story. Yes. And we're not quite sure where we're necessarily going to end up, but somehow things, and we decide with the heart, not the head, and we, we see in something there's signals coming, and we're open enough to say, ah, oh, that sounds interesting. And it's going to move me along. It sounds like you're smiling. <laughs> it's yeah. exactly how your life went. Yes. Yeah. I mean, being open to the curiosity, yes. seeing where it goes, and then trusting that no matter what, it's going to work out the way that we want it to go because we're willing to figure it out. Yes. I mean, before we started recording, Andy, you even talked about this, like our desire to see things to a point of fruition. Yes is huge as women. And we are problem solvers, creative, complex problem solvers in very innovative ways. I mean, I love your story in the call center because <laughs> you reinvented it, but nobody wanted to be reinvented. No. Um, so it's, it's, but it's an interesting journey. And then when you launched your business and what you've been doing with executives now is equally creative, comes out of your curiosity and, and they don't know exactly what they need, but somehow... Um, you're there and it comes together. Tell us about it. I think the biggest question that I ask is, you know, how do you want to be of service to the world? That's where it all comes together because it's not as much about you as what you desire to contribute. And when we can shift the focus, particularly for women, when we can shift the focus from, well, what do you do to how do you help women come alive? The spark is lit and they're like, oh, I can use my LinkedIn presence and how I show up in my work to help other people. Well, please, I will show up all day on LinkedIn if it's going to help somebody else. That's exactly right. Interesting. Yeah. And that's the crux of personal brand. It's saying, how do you want to be of service? We had Lisa McLeod on um, a podcast a while ago. And her book is A Purpose Driven Life, I think. I'm always bad with names. But she too found that women were the best salespeople who had purpose to their selling. Mm-hmm. It wasn't selling a product. It was selling something purposefully to help somebody else solve a problem or fill a need. And so now the question is, how do you take all these wonderful executives, particularly women, and get them what turns their lights on, which I can't uh, urge our listeners to remember, what's your purpose? And all of a yeah. sudden, life turns into something that's a magical. And, uh, and we're all curious, Georges. So as you did that, you know, is there a process that you use in particular that's different than maybe what they're thinking of? How do you help these women executives begin to see um, how to use this in some fashion? I, I ask four questions. And these four questions turn up in your LinkedIn summary statement. They turn up in all of the work that you do. The first question is, why do you do what you do? And it is not to be on email 15 hours a day. Right. And that it's the, why do you do what you do is different than the, what do you do for that reason? It's what gives you the business to do this? What experience, what about your journey has made you uniquely equipped to do the work that you love doing right now? Because when we talk about the journey, like you said earlier, we bring people into the story of it. We, we feel a part of it. We have a point of relationship. And then it's, who are you outside of the work? People don't connect with business transformation consultants. 
No, they connect with the person that has a, you know, an English cream golden retriever and knows just how many times I need to run the vacuum each week. That's where the point of connection comes. It's true. And when we answer those three questions on top of the question of what do you do, we become interesting people. We become somebody that should be known and wants to be known. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the magic of it. Can I ask a favor? Repeat those three questions. Yeah. So why do you do what you do? What experience has brought you to this point or what gives you the business to do it? And then who are you outside of that work? Yep. The whole person. Whole person. Yeah. And it's not a, a business home balance. It is a whole person. Yes. Trying to come across as somebody I want to know and do something with, work with, have fun with. Yeah. Uh, and and then when you do it, um, bring you know we talked about values and doing a personal brand. Where does that come alive? How do you show it? I mean, I lead with values. Mm-hmm. I will come out there and say my values are these three things because I feel like it's kind of like GPS coordinates that help you know. Oh well, how am I going to make sure that Cass is fulfilled professionally? Well, is there an element adventure, learning, and nurturing? If there is, I'm going to be fulfilled. I'm going to be happy, mm-hmm. and. What we've seen so much, especially in the last year, is that if we want to retain great talent, if we want to keep women in the workforce, it can't just be about putting the paycheck in the direct deposit every other week. It has to be about fulfillment of values because there's a lot of other things being tasked right now, whether that's homeschool, caregiving, other roles that we have to play. If we're not getting fulfillment from our work, it will be the first thing to go. And without regret, because for many people, the work isn't meaningful. It's just the paycheck. Yeah. Over half the people work to make a living so they can live. Yes. All right. And of the rest, you know, 18%, I think, were disgruntled, uninvolved victims and those does. And then there are those who really get something meaningful out of work. But if the work doesn't reflect their values, their purpose, if there's no connection there, So as an executive thinking about the workforce or their own personal brand, and they're both connected, you know, we work with a lot of women who run businesses. You know, they have 70 people who they're responsible for in some fashion. Um, And and it becomes an interesting question about who am I, your brand, relative to them, because it's a dialogue, it's a relationship. You have to be intelligent conversationalist. You need to understand how to talk about we, not I. But you also need to begin to express your purpose. This is heavy stuff. Do you find people are reflecting on it when you're working with them or are they um, just discovering it? I'm curious whether there's an abundance of awareness, but not an idea how to do it or they just don't know. That's a great question, Andy. I think it's both. It's Some people have had these questions in mind. And for those women in particular, it's about creating a container to create the answer. Mm-hmm. They probably have a knowing about it, but they haven't created a container to answer it. And so the work that I do is saying, okay, we're going to block off one hour on a Saturday afternoon to do this work together. It will fill whatever space you give it. If you say, this is the year I'm devoted to figuring out what my values are, it will take you all year. <laughs> if you say it's going to take you one hour on Saturday, it will fill the one hour on Saturday. That's, that's that one group that has had this churning going on already. For the group where this is brand new, it's different. It's, it's an invitation. And an invitation deserves consideration. 
So for the group that it's a brand new invitation, there's this, oh, I hadn't considered that. And for some, there's this immediate impulse to act. And for others, there's marination. Now, a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. Simon Associates is us. And we love to help you see, feel, and think in new ways to help you and your business grow. We specialize in applying the tools and methods of anthropology, but we're also entrepreneurs and business builders. And we like to share our experience and expertise with you. So if you're stalled or stuck or starting up, give us a buzz and let's see if we can help you as well. You can learn all about us at simonassociates.net and read my book, learn about it at andysimon.com. There's a free chapter you can download and a toolkit you'll find very helpful. We're on Amazon and you can buy it as a book, an ebook, or even an audible that I recorded myself. We look forward to hearing from you at simonassociates.net. Info at simonassociates.net is right to us. Now back to our podcast. Yes. Well, to some degree, it's a discovery um, period for them. Yeah. You're asking them questions that are of fundamental value to them, who they are, what they represent, what's their purpose, bigger than what do you do, what's your job? Yeah. And I, we did some research as we were preparing for a program we're developing. 60% of the women who answered the question were unsatisfied with their personal or professional lives. Now, I know it was in the middle of the pandemic, but in fact, remote work wasn't a big area. And in fact, it wasn't their boss or their job. There was something intangible. And that's, you know, being who I am as an anthropologist, it's the unspoken. It's not the data. It's the context. You know, it's, yes. the, it's the words. And what does it really mean? And a survey monkey doesn't help you get there. So we're digging into deeper ways of finding out. But the number of women I'm working with, I have a dozen now, who are unhappy with where they are, successful, but not happy. You know, mm-hmm. and, and 11 years as a CEO of something, not happy. You know, a successful CPA, MBA, doesn't ever want to do this again. What's going on? Are you seeing some of the same? I am. I am. And I think it's because we're, we're not looking for how we're fulfilling our own happiness. Yes. Oh, let's say that again. We're not working to fulfill our own happiness. Yeah. Well, I'll say it again for you because that, that is, in fact, our well-being, the acts of kindness, the conversations, all the things that make us feel um, purposeful. Yes. Uh, I'm missing. Wow. The other thing I think is awareness of where we are showing up and where we are being fulfilled. I have found personally that my practice, my gratitude practice has greatly increased my feelings of fulfillment because it brings into awareness the values that I'm living. If I didn't have to write down the five things that I'm grateful for every day, and if I didn't force one of those things each day to be about my three core values, it wouldn't be top of mind. And what isn't top of mind doesn't get our attention. That is true. And if you're going to change, that has to be right there. Yeah. I'm curious from your side, Andy, you know, you interviewed women for the book you featured. Do you feel like those women had a clear handle on their values? The happiest women that you work with, do they know their values? It's a great question. I'll say yes. But in a different fashion, each of them started their story about their journey, except for one, perhaps, with an understanding of who they were, Mm. mattered. So Jamie Candy talks about she's a fabulous leader, CEO of Edmentum, of Queststar Assessment, my husband's company. Um, she's led many companies to growth, but she talks about being in the cornfields, t- uh, detasseling corn at nine and learning what work is about. 
and in fact, making sandwiches in her family's kitchen and then taking them out and selling them. And um, and then when her father was working uh, nights and she had the car during the day and didn't have a license yet, picking up folks and taking them around and making money. And so that's sort of an, an interesting. Evelyn Medvin, who got into geosciences, um, she found earth science in high school. It just caught her imagination. Every Saturday, she put on her hiking boots and went out into Oklahoma to study the earth. And when she went off to college and she said to her parents, what will I be? They said, really, who else puts on hiking boots every Saturday to go study <laughs> geology? <laughs> and, and there weren't any jobs. You weren't exactly training for a, a job. And, and Celeste Ford, who has a fabulous company in the aerospace business, um, when she went off to college, she wasn't quite sure what she wanted to do. And there was engineering and there was this. And, but one thing led to another, led to another. And next thing you know, she was in an area that had no dials, but a lot of opportunities. And she was fascinated by it. And she wove and she wove like us. And, and so, and each one of the folks in the book, um, Babette Ballinger, you know, finally in her end of her last 20 years in business had her own company. But at the beginning, she talks about going to Washington University and taking a degree in um, what she thought was fashion illustration, but it was sewing. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> but she ended up building other people's companies, and then finally she launched her own. And, that, and, and several of them had to go on a journey. Several of them talked about wandering. She had to go to Europe and Israel and $5 a day. And Janine Fipro went through Africa and helped to build um, mobile finance, but it was the journey part. And they came back and the world had changed. So all of them, to your point, yes, they had intuitively values there. They trusted their, their instincts. Um, mm -hmm. They didn't ask a lot about where am I going. Um, they let them grow. They learned a lot. They were all learners. And they all said, of course they can. And there wasn't a hurdle, a brick wall, a glass ceiling that they didn't say, of course I can smash it. Andy Kramer is one of my favorites. She's an attorney. When she was in grade school, she went to a court. She loved um, what she saw and wanted to be a lawyer. So my parents set her up with a friend and he spent an entire lunch telling her why there were no lady lawyers. And that was the worst thing that she could ever be. Of course, she became one and very successful. But her weaving through all of that maze way wasn't without lots of hurdles. And other guys who said, what are you doing here? And <laughs> I want you at a meeting at 6 a.m. Oh, but I have a daughter. I can't. I mean, the, the stories are just rich with stories for other people. Thank you for asking, because as I share them, I get excited about the opportunities to share them broader and share yeah. yours as well. So yours wasn't a destination either, was it? It was just a journey. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that, you know, when you tell stories about these women and we invite other women to look at the journey of their own lives. That's the thing. It's very easy to look at somebody in, you know, your seat or in my seat and say, oh, well, you know what? They were just always going to get there. <laughs> and that's just not true. And it's not until you get to see the breadcrumbs that were picked up along the way that you can see it in your own life. That's one of the things that I've learned from the podcast, from people that are writing in and talking to me about it. Even like my daughter who's 12 and her friends that listen to it. Yeah. It's that invitation to say, oh, I hadn't looked at my missteps as purposeful until I heard somebody else do that. Yes. That's powerful. The other message that I know you share is that nothing is a misstep. No. Turn it into an opportunity, a possibility. You know, churches, yeah. 
you know, if you're a pessimist, all the difficulties seem like, Ugh. but if you're an optimist, every difficulty is an opportunity. Yeah. And in fact, that's exactly, I mean, it's through the, the eyes of the beholder, feel it. It's not bad to make a misstep. You learn from it. There's a yes. whole field of mistakeology <laughs> where mistakes are hot. Absolutely. Win or learn. That's our, that's our lesson in life is we win or we learn. Cass, share with the listeners what you actually do, other than have great conversations that I <laughs> listen to and a wonderful podcast, but talk to them about how you help them. So I lead values workshops where I help women in a container of one hour identify what their values are. We do it in small groups. We do one at least once a month, and I invite eight or so women to participate in it. And I would say that's the most transformative work that I do in the world because once you know what your values are, you can plug those values into your GPS coordinates and you will be headed in the right direction because if you're fulfilling your values, you will be happy and fulfilled. And it's a container thing. Like I said, if you decide that this is going to be the year you figure out what your values are, it will take you the whole year. If you decide that you want to spend an hour doing it, it will take you an hour. We do this to ourselves. That's we cool. Do. We do. Uh, and I support executives one-on-one, both with how they show up in their personal brand and in large groups. So today, for example, I'm leading a group of executives with an Accenture on doing LinkedIn personal brand. What are the five most important updates they need to make to their LinkedIn profile? Because how we show up matters. People are watching and how we can be of service, especially as women, you know, with gender equality initiatives and, you know, looking at how we can be of service to those that are coming up as they're advancing in their own career, showing the work. It matters to to them and to us. And that doesn't mean you weren't humble. No, and it doesn't mean that you're you can't be a little bashful. But on the other hand, uh, your story has a purpose, yes. and if you understand that, it isn't a lack of humility that pushes it out there. It's the reality that other women need you to mentor them, either in person or indirectly. But they need role models, and that's yes. really what this is all about. You know, be that model, and you wish you had. Yes, and you know, one of the things that I'm always saying in the trainings is it's not about you. It's about the person that's looking at your profile. What do they need from you? How can you help that person? Because if you're thinking about the person that's looking at your profile, you're going to create personally and authentically and not, you know, one to 7,000 people that may look at your LinkedIn profile in the next five years of your life. <laughs> LinkedIn has its own life. We can talk about that in a moment. Yeah. And, and, and is there a third thing that you do? You know, I do personal coaching uh, and marketing strategy for people, but all of it really is about what do you want? How do you get there? It's cool. Yeah. It's terrific. Um, Thank you. It's just terrific. And, and, uh, and your podcast is called Real Women in Business. And I highlight women that are doing the work and are willing to share the, the good and the bad and the journey with other people. You know, one thought about podcasts, because this is one, yeah. people say to me, um, you know, uh, why do you do the podcast? I think we have 290 published. That's three and a half years of lots of, of stuff. I have a hunch we share some of the same values. Mm-hmm. Um, but I launched it after my book, my first book came out on the brink. And my some publicist says, you need a podcast. I said, really? And then I was on a couple. And I said, Really? Um, and then I said, I could do better than that. Let's have <laughs> a conversation like we're having. But I've discovered that I enjoy doing the podcast. 
I don't want to monetize it. I just want to share. How, how are your thoughts about podcasting? And perhaps I could learn something from you. Mm. I started the podcast because I wanted to have an excuse to reach out to have really great conversations. <laughs> Not that different than mine. And I felt more comfortable doing it if I wasn't the only benefactor of the information. Yeah. It was hard for me. I had a difficult time reaching out to people and women in particular that I was going to ask for their time when I was the only person that could benefit from it. But I found myself really willing to do it. If I knew that the audience was at least five, I knew it was going to for sure be my daughter, definitely my mom. My grandparents would probably listen to because they like to do that. Like I could think of five people that would definitely benefit. And so then that helped bring purpose to my conversations. Yep. I I agree. And many people have asked, shall I start a podcast? Or I'm thinking of starting a podcast. And I asked the eternal question and the purpose is... And um, it is not, you can monetize it if you want. And and there are many, many, many who are trying to. It's a new radio. Um, But if that's your purpose, go right ahead. But if that's not your purpose, then think carefully about the sharing that comes. I've had such fun today. Are there a couple of things you want our listeners to remember about Cass McCrory or about themselves? Yeah, I would say that the journey is the journey. And to be present with what's happening right now because it will become the foundations of the story to be. And so having gratitude practice is really important. I have a freebie on my website. If you go to Cass McCrory, M-C-C-R-O-R-Y.com, I share my process of the unplanner. I am a reformed planner addict. Mm -hmm. I love to buy a planner and none of them fit just right. And so I decided that I would start to just use a notebook and the notebook became my version of the planner, but it was really flexible to who I was in the moment and who I was becoming. And so I share that process and the behind the scenes all freebie there. And I'd love to share that with anybody that's feeling like I can't plan because the world is too uncertain, but I need to feel like I'm headed somewhere. That's a good idea. I may add it to my program. We have a program coming out, and it's called Rethink Your Journey with Andy Simon. And in it, I I have a change map process, but it's a way of trying to get people to plan how to get to a destination. And I'm I'm remembering my own journey didn't have much of a plan. It had opportunities. And maybe there's a way of weaving in the unplanner in there. And I will take a look at yours and give it credit, because I think there's a good number of us who um, every day can't be planned. It's an opportunity to be who we are and to enjoy the journey. So I always feel guilty when I haven't planned them out, but most of the time plans are just momentary. They aren't real. They aren't. Yes. And as we know, plans can just disintegrate, you know, (laughs) on a specific day. And then you can never, you'll never know if they come back. Who was it? The military said we plan really hard and then everything goes... (laughs) Went to battle and it's all over. Forget the plan, but at least we're prepared. We create the illusion. This has been such fun. If they want to reach you, Cass, where can they get a hold of you? Find me on LinkedIn or on my website, Cass McCrory. It's where you'll find everything. And the Real Women in Business podcast is available wherever podcasts are found, (laughs) Uh, which is fun. So, for all of my listeners, thank you for coming today. My job is to get you off the brink. So, how do you do that? Well, my sense is you have to see things through a fresh lens. You have to feel them because you decide with the heart. And then you have to think about them. And then you can do them. 
But if you can't see them or feel them, then the mind is not going to know what they are. And the story in your head is really going to hold on tight to whatever you thought it was. And that's your truth and your reality. But it's not. It's just one. And so Cass McCrory has been such a marvelous guest today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I'm going to do a little promo for a book, Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's out. I'd say the Audible will be out momentarily. And we've got an ebook, a hardcover, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, your local booksellers, anywhere you like to buy books. Um, our website, andysimon.com, has a free chapter. You're welcome to come and taste it before you do anything. We've got a Facebook group called a Rethink with Andy Simon. It's a group mostly of women who've come together to help share ideas and stories. And we have our monthly roundtables to bring them together to talk about things that matter. And it's just plain old fun. So with that in mind, don't forget info at andysimon.com. comes right to me. I love your emails. It just adds great value. And you always make me cool people to try and meet and interview and share with you. So with that in mind, stay well and stay happy. A little gratitude. I'm grateful for Cass today. Bye, everyone. Bye now.